we all create different lives. And I think that's the the blessing of um, being a woman is like, not only are we responsible for creating the evolution of humans, but like we get to consciously create our life and the way our daily routine looks and, you know, my self-love rituals and filling my cup rituals may be different than yours, the same way that my career and my work is different. Hello and welcome to the Your Best Selfie podcast. I'm your host, Carrie And. I'm a content marketer, creator, and coach with one goal, to help you tap into your inner wisdom so you can show up as your best self at home and online. On this podcast, we'll talk to awesome humans about how they have tapped into being their best selves, finding alignment with what we were truly put on this planet to do, and how social media makes a difference in our lives. I started this podcast because I hear from way too many friends and clients who know that they want more from their lives, yet they're terrified to take that first step. I hope this podcast will inspire you to help you break out of your comfort zone, to step into the life that you are truly meant to live. I hope that you'll leave each episode feeling inspired, uplifted, and ready to live your life as the best version of you every single day, while feeling brave enough to share that person with all of us online too. Now, whether you're listening in your car, while you're cleaning the house, or you're just kicking back playing with your phone, we'll always start out the same way. I invite you to stop what you're doing and take a deep breath with me. Make it the deepest one that you've taken all day. Awesome. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi friends, Carrie here. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Best Selfie podcast. After a little brief hiatus, I'm so excited to be back with you and to be sharing this interview that I did with one of my mastermind sisters, Amber Hagberg. Amber and I joined a mastermind together and it was super fun to connect with her really for the first time, just one-on-one in this podcast interview. And I know that you're going to totally dig it too. Amber Hagberg is a multi-six-figure mama living in the jungle of Costa Rica. She's a podcast host and a business mentor for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. She is driven to connect you deeper into the heart so that you can turn your uniqueness into an asset by creating an online business. And she empowers women to make decisions based on where you desire to go using mindset and energetic alignment practices. Amber believes that heart-led leaders are going to change the world, creating wealth from the inside out. Isn't that such a beautiful thought? So I know that you're going to dig this episode today, especially if you're into yoga, business, or mom life, and we talk about all of it. So let's get into today's episode. All right. Well, hi, Amber. I'm so excited that you are a guest on the Your Best Selfie podcast, and I can't wait for this conversation today. I know it's going to be a good one. Mm, Thank you so much, Carrie. I'm really, really excited to see where we go. All right. Awesome. Well, the first question I ask all my guests is when do you feel most like your best self? Mm, Great question. I feel like for me, it's right after I get done doing my morning routine, a yoga practice, journaling, meditation, or a walk out in the jungle. It just, I come back just so ready to start the day. Yeah. I love that feeling. And I bet that's changed since you've become a mom, which I want to talk about a little bit too, but that feels so good. Even just thinking about a nice morning routine. 
So I would love if we can just kind of kick off by talking a little bit about your background. I know that you are a yoga teacher and now you're doing business coaching. So I would love to kind of hear how that transition has been for you and just anything that you feel you want to share as we kick off this episode. Yeah, exactly. I um, was teaching yoga for 12 years. I did yoga teacher training. So teaching other yoga teachers how to be teachers um, and did a lot of yoga, international yoga retreats. And once COVID hit, I started coaching women on how to love themselves and prioritize their relationship through yoga. And from that space, um, I created a really successful business for women to know their worth through investing their time and energy into themselves. And then slowly, just this desire to have a bigger impact has led me into business coaching naturally, because as yoga teachers, what I found is there's this like limiting mindset around desiring money and what that actually means. Um, for a woman to have more money and the impact that it can have. So the evolution from being a yoga teacher to business coach was something that I, I just naturally was drawn towards once I was able to overcome myself, like the desire for more money and being a yoga teacher. Yeah. I find that so true in like the coaching space and in a lot of like the woo woo kinds of clients I work with, and maybe just women in general is this idea that we want to have an impact, but we're scared to receive financial income. So what would be like your advice for a client that comes to you and is like, I just want to have a yoga class with, you know, a hundred people in it, but doesn't necessarily think about the financial implications that that would come with that too. How do you really coach somebody from that gap to own their worth and welcome in that abundance? Mm, yeah, <laughs> I get this so much. And what really has to happen is like you to think about to yourself, like how much does it cost for you if you want to invest in more mentorship, more yoga trainings, more coaching? How much time and energy are you spending to grow your knowledge and your ability to serve your clients? That's going to cost. You need income. And so I got so sad with people not being able to invest in mentorship because they weren't charging for their services. So the first thing that happens when you look at desiring money or wondering why you don't desire money is what would you do with the money if you had more money? Oh, you'd invest in becoming a better teacher, a better coach, a better leader, a better mom. Well, of course, then you're going to have even more impact in the way in which you show up for your clients. So it's like asking yourself, what's holding you back from desiring more? And if you did, what would you do with it? Because I think what we do is we see these people that have a lot of money and they don't do good with it. And it's like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that. But it's like, you have to look at it at the other end. If it's like heart-led leaders and entrepreneurs and coaches and those of us like women wanting to have a bigger impact, we're going to have even more impact with more money. And it starts with being able to invest in ourselves and the people that we become. Yes. Amen to that. And I love that you and I met through Taylor Lee, our new mastermind that we're in. So we're both investing in coaches. And I feel like that's so important for me to just put back into myself, because when you're giving so much of yourself to yoga students or your clients or whoever it is that's coming to you for that knowledge, you need to keep your knowledge in tip top shape and also just fill your cup back up. So I love that you hit on investing in coaches as well. 
Yep. And it's something like, you know, both of us as being business coaches is like, we have to walk the talk. I wouldn't be having you invest in me if I'm not investing in me. And I, and I'm pretty sure that you feel that same way. It's like, I'm going to continue to get mentorship just as I'm going to tell you the importance of you having support, even if we don't need it, right? Like we have the business strategies, but just the relationships like you and I, that we get to build and we get to meet people around the world and see the impact other entrepreneurs are having. I think proximity in these coaching containers pays for itself, let alone the things we learn along the way. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the connections because when I was working in a corporate job, they used to send me every so often to like networking events where you just like awkwardly kind of walk up to people and say like, Hey, I'm Carrie, where do you work? And I feel like coaching and mastermind containers like this introduce you to women who are so aligned with what you want to learn and where you're going because the coach or whoever the person is that's running the mastermind, we're both attracted to their energy. So if we're both attracted to her, then there's some line between us that allows us to be in the same frequency too. And I think that that is like networking expanded, like way better than a networking event you could go to that your boss just sends you to. It's like actually getting to choose the groups that you're in and the people that you're learning from. Yeah. And I think what you just said really spoke to me. It's like, we are already connected through who we're following and who we're looking up to. So we already have that underlying like connection. And so obviously, like you said, underneath that connection, what more else is there? I love that. Cool. All right. Well, I want to jump in to a little bit about how you made this transition. And I would love to hear a little bit more about the pivot because I know that you have kind of found this sweet spot of yoga off the mat and in your yoga off the mat, it probably was a lot of business, but you talk a lot about being multi-passionate and having different interests. And so I would love to kind of hear how you're able to blend like your yoga and your lifestyle and your business background. How do you kind of blend that all together into a business? Like if somebody wanted to start a new coaching business, what would you say to them as to how to find the pieces that really run through their story? Yeah, great question. It's something that I spoke on um, yesterday in one of my group coaching containers, and it's we're meant to have hobbies and we're meant to like and able to turn our passions into a business, but not every single passion that we have can be a business. And so for me, what I realized is that yoga is everything. And when I was pivoting or expanding what I was teaching about, I had a lot of like identity crisis. I was like, who am I? Am I a yoga teacher? Am I a retreat facilitator? Am I a business coach? And then I was like, I'm all of those things. Because when I'm teaching someone how to run their business, it's a lot about mindset and strategy and self-belief. And what we learn when we're on our yoga mat is how, if we show up consistently, we can turn a impossible pose into possible. The same way, like when you're in business, at first it might feel scary to go live. And then the more you practice going live, the more you practice doing podcasts, the better you get is the same thing that happens when you're in a yoga posture. And then I realized it has the same thing to do with investing. I was like, the first time I hired a coach, it was $6,500 on a credit card. How will I ever pay this back? And the same thing happens now, like when I'm going to make a $15,000 investment in a coach and I'm like, what if I don't pay it back? And so I find that yoga business and um, investing in ourselves, it's, it's just another layer. 
And the more that we practice it and the more consistent that we are in these different like layers of ourselves, the easier it becomes. And so for someone that's like, how do I weave my passions in? It's like, what are you talking about all of the time that you don't need to go and research what to say? What do you love so much? And then you can find like, once you're able to really transform like your own story into a message that these pieces are actually going to overlap each other. Yeah. Everything feeds into everything. Like everything that you bring to the table is what makes you special. So the more that you can weave in more and more of your gifts, the more unique you become online. And that's how you really can stand out against other business coaches or other people that are doing the same thing that you do, because that's, what's going to draw your people to you. Yeah, it's great that you say that because right now I'm running my program Stand Out and Thrive. And it's just that bring all of your gifts to your coaching and to your business. And that's what people are going to be drawn to because sometimes we're like, but can I bring this part or this aspect of myself? What if they don't? It's like, that's why they're going to hire you as the business coach opposed to her. It's like, can I share a photo of my children online? Yeah, because that next mom is going to be like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it too. So the more of you that you bring to the online space, the more that you'll stand out and the reason someone actually hires you. Yes. And I talk a lot about getting somebody to know, like, and trust you. And I find that my best clients are the ones that I would actually be friends with because they are coming to me because they like to see pictures of my kid and they like to see, you know, me making dinner or whatever it is. Like they are human too. And when they can recognize that human in you and also see that you're crushing it online, they're going to be more likely to come to you and want to work with you. Yep, exactly. And I, and I love that we can, the, like someone shared this quote with me, it's not mine, but the more me I am, the more money I make. And I was like, I love that because we've been taught or conditioned in certain societies, like to hide parts and pieces of ourself. Like when you're a kid, it's like, don't say that, be quiet. You're a little bit too much. And it's like, actually now we're in a new paradigm where it's like, be too much, say that thing. And that's why you're going to be more successful. Yes. And that even reminds me, I've been talking with one of my friends who shows up to our business meetings and sometimes has her kid there. And she's always like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I love that you have your kid there. Like I still feel sometimes when I show up for like a meeting that I have to be like perfectly presentable. Like I'm like, okay, what am I wearing for a shirt? Because we all know that's like the zoom wardrobe is you just have to have like a nice shirt and then you can be naked on the bottom or I'm in yoga pants right now. Um, but you have to like still present like polished on a zoom screen, you know? And I, I love it when people bring kids in or like, you know, have a messy background or whatever, like that makes you so much more human and so much more like friendly. There's just a different kind of connection when you can just show up how you are and go with it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> I love it. You said, Oh, I could be naked underneath. Cause I, I did a mastermind call in my previous coaching container where she would come naked, you know, like absolutely nothing. And she was just on her couch and it's like, okay, this is the age that we live in the world that we live in now is that you can just show up and be yourself. Like you don't have to wear any masks anymore. And I think that that's giving us all full permission to, to trust that, you know, some coaches will tell you, you can't be multi-passionate, but actually like the more that you bring yourself to the table or to the online space, the more you're going to stand out. Yeah, definitely. And I would love to talk about 
kind of this commitment to the long haul. So when you've pivoted and you said you've been a yoga teacher for 12 years, what's your relationship with the time it takes to build a business? Like, like, can you talk a little bit about how long it's taken you and maybe for the people who don't have a lot of extra time and feel like it's going to take too long for them to start their business? What would be your advice to those listeners? Yeah. So I'll answer the second one first. And when I tell some of my clients that I'm working in, they're still like in their other job. There's nothing wrong with staying in your other job if that's going to keep your nervous system safe and you're going to slowly be able to step into this next phase of your life. One hour a day. Everyone has one hour a day and it might mean less Netflix, less going out, less being with people. But if you're really committed, then make that extra hour a day to go all in onto your business, lock yourself away. And then something else that you can do if you're um, thinking about this in the long hauls. I remember when I first started my business, I it was just before COVID hit and I was traveling the world, still running around doing my yoga teacher trainings and retreats. And I would find myself like, from 9am to 4pm, just working on my business. Like it was like my nine to five job because I wanted it to work. And so I hired my first coach, as I told you a while back. And they're like, they promised me 10k, you know, they're like, after you leave this, you're going to get 10k months. That's it. And I didn't know anything about it. I just wanted more clients in my retreat business. And at the end of the six months, I didn't make 10k a month, but I did Um, double my investment. And so it was like, I could have been like, oh, it didn't work and give up. But instead I'm like, okay, what happens if I hire another coach and take this to the next level? And so one after I hired hers, when I started to see, you know, 10K, 20K months. And what I realized in that is like, you might not get where you desire to go in your first try, but are you willing to try again? And the first thing that you have to really commit to is if you want to create a business, it's like, why? Because it's like any relationship you've ever been in. When you start, you're so excited. Those 10K months or that online business, the impact you're going to have, you come into it with so much commitment, joy, and excitement. And then the first hurdle comes, the first fight, you know, like in a relationship, the first fight, are we going to make it through this? Do I like you even when you're angry? The same thing. Do you like your business even when you're not getting clients and when you're not getting money? And are you still going to show up anyways? And if you have a why so big, you're going to stay committed just like you would in a long-term relationship or marriage. It's like, I'm with you to the end no matter what. And I know there's going to be highs and lows, but my mission is so big that I'm going to commit every single day to make sure that my, my vision comes to life. And that may mean trying a few times, a couple coaches, a few different businesses, and really committing to showing up and giving to your business the same way you would any type of relationship. Yeah. And I want to hit on something that you said, cause you said committing every single day. And I do feel like it's such a recommitment thing that you have to do all the time because I have been in business for almost eight years now, and it's definitely taken a bunch of different pivots, but I, there have been times where I've just been like, I'm done. And one of the things that I love about business is that it's always there for me when I come back. But I feel like in this next stage of my business and just in growing in general, you have to have like so much intentionality around continuously showing up day after day and just continuing to put yourself out there and keeping that end goal, that end impact and the impact that you're making on the world in mind. So do you have any tips on how to really stay committed on a daily basis and how does that look for you? 
Yeah, I think um, I, I love your story and, you know, just how long you've been in it, because there are times even where I'm like, OK, I'm done. And on those days, it's OK to like shut your computer and just take a break or even a month sabbatical and go and refill your batteries and find your why. And the way in which I show up every single day is it's like, what do I love to do? I love social media. I love to make reels. I love to make posts. I love to tell stories. And I love to connect with people. And so even if it's just reaching out to a few people on Instagram every day and like being here with you and recording parts of a podcast and taking these things. So it's like finding the pieces of the business that you love. So if you could forget for a moment that it's like, oh, I'm doing these things to grow my business, but like rather I'm doing this because I enjoy it because I love it. There's parts and pieces of a business that you're going to love. And there's parts and pieces of the business that you don't love. Like, I'm not so great at Canva and I have someone helping me with those things. I'm just quote unquote, not a creative person. So I delegate those tasks because it's not for me, but I love writing. So I think finding what parts of your business that you love and, and going all into them. And then it like, if that's 30 minutes a day, it, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour a day, but Sometimes it's just grab your journal and write about how you're feeling. And all of a sudden you find that you have a post and a story to tell. Yes. And of course, I'm sure that you go through days where you don't feel like the words are coming super easily. Um, maybe like as your health kind of comes and goes, if you're sick or if you have a baby, like we both have young kids. So what can you talk about in sense of your health? And like, if your health isn't in tip top shape, maybe you aren't feeling like writing a post or showing up online in the way that your business is calling of you. What are your like daily ritual practices that you do to help keep you yourself in good shape in order to be able to show up for your business? It's such a good point because we just got sick <laughs> and that's why we created this because if you get sick one day, your business is okay without you and you don't have to write on that day. You don't have to show up on that day. And actually when you take a break, people notice and they celebrate your ability to take care of yourself. And that's why for me, like when we were sick, I took like three hot showers a day just because it felt so good in my muscles. Cause I had a fever. And so taking hot showers, slow, hot showers, or I have this, um, organic face cream that I put on with a, a jade roller and just really giving myself those like skincare, like practices that allow me to slow down. But my go-to really is yoga, meditation, journaling, and being out in nature, walking on the beach or going into the jungle. I think nature is a great place to heal, a great place to reconnect. And when you're sick, like the last thing that you want to do is be on a computer because it's your brain, you know, like when they say rest and digest the part of your nervous system that is going to help you to heal. That means like no computers and no phones and no stimulation. And you're so lucky. You mentioned going into the jungle. I cannot do that here in Arizona, but what brought you to Costa Rica? I would love to hear that story. Mm. 
Yeah, I do love Arizona though. It's got its it's got its perks. But um, I was living in Colorado, and I I had a boyfriend that knew how much um, I loved the beach. He's like, let's go to let's go to Costa Rica. I want to surf, and you can do handstands on the beach. And this is when I was really obsessed with handstands, part of my past life. <laughs> um, and when we came, I learned how to surf. And for me, surfing was just another form of yoga. It was another form of connection. I was like, I need to move to the beach, and so. Yeah, I think just coming here changed my changed my life because it's slower. There is a phrase down here in Costa Rica called Pura Vida and it's pure life, which really just means like be happy, slow down, be present. And Costa Rica really brought that, brought that out of me. That's beautiful. And you're a new mom. I think your little one is three months old. Five months, three months old. Yep. How has that shifted your work? Like the impact that you want to have on the world and also the day-to-day work of trying to get stuff done with a little human nearby. Yeah. You know, like I feel my impact is even bigger now because it's him. He's my, my daily practice. He's my daily prayer. He's, he's everything to me. And, (laughs) um, some days, you know, it really tests me because when I'm in a creative space or I want to go live or I want to do something and he's crying, I have to choose him. You know, I can't choose my business anymore. And I do have dad and we, we do teamwork together, but what I've really just committed to is like, I created this life so I could be a stay at home mom. And I also know that like my mission and my vision for my life is so much bigger than being a stay at home mom. So I feel lucky that, you know, he sleeps 12 or 14 hours a night and, you know, takes several naps throughout the day. So I have plenty of time to sleep, take care of myself and give to my business every day. And, you know, I think with where my business is at, I'm lucky that it doesn't take more than four, four hours a day, you know, four or five days a week. And that's, it, it would thrive without it, you know? And I think, I think it's the benefit of having an online business is time freedom. Mm, yes. Time freedom is a huge reason why I wanted to do this too. When I was young and thought about being a mom, I wanted to be a teacher because I thought, oh, well, I'll have summers off. And now like, I cannot even imagine leaving my kid for more than a few hours a day. Like it just breaks my heart to think about all the moms that do that. And they're, you know, I'm proud of them because they're showing up in their own ways too. And I love what you said about that. Your mission is so much bigger than just being a stay at home mom. And for a lot of women, that's their path and that's beautiful. But I find that I'm so much more fulfilled and more energized when I have things going on in my business. I kind of took a little sabbatical because I thought I can't do this. I just want to be a stay at home mom for a while. And I was like more depressed on the other side because I wasn't filling up my cup with things that interested me in the business terms too. So I think that's so important, um, for moms to figure out that balance of where they can really be there and show up for their kids, but also being showing up for themselves and their businesses and their desires too. Yeah. And I think you made a good point too. Of course, like for some women, like being a stay at home mom and being with their kids all the time is like exactly how their heart feels fulfilled. And that's so beautiful. Like it really is. And more power to you because for me, like my, like my moment to fill my cup and give to my business and my, and my community and my clients is like the moment to recharge. And what I'm learning now is 
I, I'm only three months into this journey and it was easy um, for the last three months. And then he got sick and I had some of the worst days of my life and my, my patience was tested. And I was like, I don't know if I can be a mom. I'm a terrible mom. And then I was like, oh, this is like my business. Sometimes I want to quit my business too, but don't worry, Amber, you'll be a good mom again soon. Yes. There are so many different things aligned with being a mom and a business owner and girl, you, you have a lot in front of you. Cause I'm a couple years ahead of you. And yeah, I have days like that often. So there is more to come from that, but just showing up for yourself and your baby is enough on every day. Yeah. And, and I, what I say to myself is like, I'm so lucky that I get to be with him and work. And I know that some women, they don't desire it or they're not at that space right now. And it's like, I know that if it's a desire for another mom that they can have it, it just might not be in this moment. And so, yeah, it's like we all create different lives. And I think that's the the blessing of um, being a woman is like, not only are we responsible for creating the evolution of humans, but like we get to consciously create our life and the way our daily routine looks and, you know, my self-love rituals and filling my cup rituals may be different than yours, the same way that my career and my work is different. Yes, totally. That's perfect. I love that. Um, and yeah, just for anybody that's listening, that is a mom, like I talked to a lot of moms who are like, I want to start a business. I just don't really know how or where to start. Like just take the first steps, jump into it. Like Amber said, do it in an hour when it's nap time or whenever you can fit it in and you can really create this life for you. I really, truly believe that anybody who has the desire can create a business for themselves too. All right. Well, now is the point in the episode where I ask some rapid fire questions. So are you ready for this? I hope so. <laughs> okay. It's nothing to be scared about. Okay. Which app do you use the most on your phone? Instagram. What is your go-to Starbucks order? Do they have Starbucks in Costa Rica? Yeah, they do. As a new mom, I just found it. Um, <laughs> I, an iced coffee with almond milk latte. What is your favorite quote? If you think you can, you believe you can, you can achieve it. What is the best concert you've ever been to? Mm, this is a good one. I would say Rothbury Music Festival String Cheese Incident. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> what is your favorite number? Three. What is your zodiac sign? I'm an Aries. <laughs> what is your favorite city besides the one you live in? Mm, Lisbon in Portugal. Who was your first celebrity crush? Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, empowering women to really believe that the gifts that they have are what's going to make them wealthy from the inside out. Mm, that's beautiful. All right. Well, as we wrap up, how can people connect with you? Give yourself a little shout out at the end here of how people can work with you. Mm, yes. Thank you. Um, I hang out on Instagram. So if you're listening to this and you get something get something out of it, come say hi, let uh, Carrie and I know what you, what you loved most. And other than that, you can, you can find me on my website, amberhagberg.com, but mostly everything that you'll find is in my stories on Instagram. And 
yeah, come say hi. Yay. And also your podcast too. I'll put in a plug for that. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Actually, I went on a hike this morning and Yoga Off the Map podcast with Amber Hagberg is going to be rebranded as of June 25th. We're celebrating one year of in the making and making this so much bigger than just yoga and really working to reach more people than um, some people don't necessarily love yoga. But I know that anyone listening to this podcast can connect with wanting to have a bigger impact on the planet. So my desire is to reach more people by like making yoga broader and we are rebranding the podcast to be amplified impact for female entrepreneurs. Ooh, I love that. Cool. Mm. I can't wait to listen to more of it. Thanks so much, Amber, for being on the podcast. It was super fun to connect with you today. Mm, So fun to connect and you'll find Carrie on my podcast soon too. Thank you. I can't wait. All right. Well, I hope that you loved this episode with Amber and that you feel really dropped in. I felt like she was really present and it allows me and encourages everybody who interacts with her to be present as well. So this is the time in the episode where I talk about my takeaways. And hopefully if you are feeling really dropped in, these takeaways and questions will be easy for you to answer. And maybe you even want to spend some time journaling on them. So the first takeaway that I had was where are you investing both time and money in yourself. We talked about really investing in a mastermind and in coaching with other people, but this is also, you know, where are you investing your time? Are you doing a lot of tasks in your business that maybe you shouldn't be and you could be investing money in hiring an assistant or hiring somebody else to help you? So I really encourage you to do a little audit of that and see where you're investing your time and your money. And then also, The flip side, what would you invest in if you had more money? We talked about really this fear about having money. As yoga teachers, there is like this resistance to wanting to charge because it feels like such a selfless service to be able to teach people yoga or you might feel similar in whatever industry you're in. But what would you invest in if you did have the money? Would you invest in hiring support for you? Would you invest in coaching? It's really the energetics of money I've been talking so much about with clients lately, and I definitely need to do a whole podcast on this. But if you had the money, knowing where you would give it and where you would put your investments is such a huge driving factor in wanting to earn more and being more open to receive. So consider that for yourself. Another thing that we talked about was having a hobby and having a business. You can have both and they don't necessarily overlap, although they might. I know for me, I have a lot of hobbies. I'm a Gemini. I like to have hobbies. Um, And almost every time I jump into a hobby, I'm like, oh, I could sell this. And that's like just my entrepreneur brain turning on. And then my next thought instantly is like, "Uh, no, I do not want to do this for money. An example for me is I really love video editing. Like personally, as a hobby, I could video edit all the time. I like making videos like my family. Um, And I've done it for money a few times. Like I've done a few weddings where people paid me and it just kind of drains the fun out of it. I wouldn't say never, but I think that you can have a hobby and you can have a business and sometimes they overlap, but they don't always. So think about what you're doing in your business that you may love doing and what you're doing that you may not love doing so much. And so that's my next takeaway was I love how she talked about finding pieces of the 
the business that you love and really leaning into those when you don't really feel like you want to show up for your business every day. So for you, it might be that you don't want to post on social media. Okay, that's a good thing to know. Maybe you should get a social media manager. Or maybe it is that you love posting on social media. Okay, so maybe you should, if you are feeling a little bit uninspired with your business, do a batch of posts for the next couple of weeks. So finding pieces of your business that you love that you can return to even when you're not feeling super inspired in the day-to-day is so important. And if you think about it and there are no pieces that you love, then maybe you need to reevaluate what you're offering in your business because that's not why you created your business. You didn't create it just only for the money. There should be some enjoyment in some pieces of it. So really tap into those pieces that you enjoy doing and see if you can outsource the rest. And as always, I would love to hear your takeaways about this episode. Go ahead and DM me at and on Instagram, and then you can also reach out to Amber and tell her what your takeaways were at Amber Hagberg, and let her know that you heard about her on the Your Best Selfie podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you heard something that will inspire you to be your best selfie. If you liked what you heard, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on your socials or review it through Apple Podcasts. This podcast is still really new, so sharing and reviewing will help spread the word to the people who need to hear it. And I would love to connect with you. Reach out on Instagram at and and let me know your takeaways from this episode. I'll be back next week with another new episode. And until then, don't ever let your mind stop you from having a good time. Podcast.